Hello? Is this Tyler? Yes. Can you please do the intro for the Macro Hack Radio? Oh, damn it, I suppose. <laughs> Thanks. Alright, guys. <laughs> if you uh, see our video, um, you'll see this exciting um, episode of the beginning. And our banana phones. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds weird, but Hello. You, uh, you can't see it or know what we're talking about unless you watch the video on YouTube. But we're back for another episode of Macro Hack Radio. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is episode, what number? 11. 11. Ooh. And today we're going to talk about intuitive eating and what that is and the real concept behind it and what it really entails because a lot of uh, media and people and they just don't really portray it to be what it really is. It's just kind of like another concept that people are using to like get uh, attention and uh, like clients using it as a program, which is really really difficult to do and it's not um, something you can master unless yeah. there's things behind it that uh, are in place before you actually do it yes. successfully yes so Leanne is like the master oh, with geez, this I, I learned a lot with from her from with this even though I did it naturally um, before I even met Leanne but I didn't even know what it was or what the whole idea was behind it until she explained it more and so I understood it a lot lot uh, better um, and but it should be intuitive, so obviously you were doing it correctly. I, I guess I don't know if I was doing it correctly, but it's just all the stuff uh, that we talk about really kind of leads up to this. Yeah, so I think it's important that this is podcast number 11 because our podcast number 10, if you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it because it is about reverse dieting, which is extremely important to understand before you kind of listen to this podcast. So yes. if you haven't talked, if you haven't listened to episode yeah. 10, go back and listen to it too. Cause we might refer to what reverse dieting is in this podcast quite a bit and we won't elaborate on it more, um, as we go into this new topic of intuitive eating, but it is very important. So here we are with intuitive eating. And I would say that Though, like Tyler's saying, for years I intuitively ate before I ever tracked or anything like that. Um, I just, I guess, I don't know, through through my past experiences with eating and exercising, etc., I just sort of arrived at something that worked for me to maintain my weight. And I think that is important to uh, kind of attach to intuitive eating because I feel like, like Tyler said, intuitive eating is a big buzzword right now. And there's a lot of people on social media, et cetera, that will say, or I suppose claim like I'm intuitive eating. And the thing is, are you intuitive? Everybody intuitively eats. That's called just like picking up whatever food around you and eating it. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it based on intuition, but perspective on intuition can be shifted if you put it in more of a reference of like maintaining your weight. So you can always just eat and gain weight. And there's many that post about it. And it's like, are you really intuitive eating successfully if you're just gaining weight and going up and up and up and up? You're not maintaining, you're more in a surplus. And it's like, that's just what people do daily and what people struggle with. And that's what leads them to dieting over and over and over. So intuitive eating is based around habits. um, And in my opinion, the most important skill, well, I'll say there's two important skills with it in my experience. And that is... I didn't arrive to it this way, but the best way I know how to convey it to people now that I've coached people for several years and stuff like that is through um, reverse dieting. So again, listen to episode number 10 because we will describe it more there. 
But through reverse dieting, I think people can understand how to intuitively eat successfully and maintain their weight because what it really takes is a combination of self-control, number one, and number two, having the knowledge of food and eating gained through tracking and reverse dieting to understand how to maintain your weight. Because how do you, if you're struggling to like, if you're always that person that's like dieting and losing the same 10 pounds and then gaining it back, like clearly there's a, either the self-control is not in place or you lack the understanding with food to be knowing what you're looking at when you're eating, you know, right? Because anybody can just pick up random foods and, and eat it. But if you're not maintaining your weight, you may not have the education and knowledge either to the foods you're eating or how your body responds to those foods and quantities of foods. So in order for intuitive eating to be in place and maintain your weight or a certain look, you need those skills to be there. So self-control and reverse dieting and tracking to gain it. And then second, I would say the skill that needs that a lot of Americans I think can work on is just truly being present in what you're doing. And for me, that is how I arrived at intuitive eating and kind of over a span of, I don't know, 15 years or so, like just maintain my weight outside of being pregnant where I easily like, you know, lost weight post baby by just doing like the same thing. And being present is truly like how I arrived at that. And what that really means is, is instead of like, um, it's a foreign concept for a lot of us, but I just personally had this moment of, I have a past of eating disorder and then post having an eating disorder sort of swung the other way to where like I realized, wow, it's actually kind of hard for me to gain weight. So I started going down this path of like almost being really excessive with eating and it was hard for me to gain weight. So I like went on both sides of the spectrum and I just felt really extreme and I can literally remember the spot where I was sitting. It was in an Islands restaurant when I was like, 19 years old, I think, or something like that. And I was eating and I remember I just had this thought of like, you have to go back to how you were before you had all these rules with eating, like how you were when you were a kid and you were present what you were doing. And when you were hungry, you ate. And when you weren't hungry, you didn't eat. It was super simple. And like, I didn't have parents where it was like, you will clean your plate. It was just like, if I was hungry, I ate a lot. And if I wasn't, I didn't. I didn't create all these rules around it. Like I had to do this or not this or be eating this or not be eating that. Because I think as we become adults, that is really what derails everybody. We read so many things and we're told so many things from various sources that we trust or think, you know, know the right path for us, um, you know, and we build up all these different rules with food and eating and dieting and not dieting and what you should eat and what's healthy to eat and what you shouldn't eat and what will make you skinny and how you'll get abs and how you can have a bigger butt and how you can have smaller <laughs> legs and smaller hips. Like just all this crap is like a shit sandwich of just like yes. all these rules. So I just had this moment of like, you need to go back to like how you were before when you just ate when you were hungry and you didn't eat if you weren't hungry and it should be really, really simple. So each day from that point on, I was very present in what I was doing and realized like I can eat pizza, you know, when you're full, stop. Like I can eat a salad. Stopping. Yeah, it's the stopping because you have to be present in it where a lot of our habits surrounding food, especially as Americans, 
we become very habitual. People no longer eat like when they're hungry, they eat at eight because they woke up and because breakfast is the most important meal of the day because their mom told them they should. Then at lunch, at noon, they have to eat again. And at 10, they're having a snack because you want your blood sugar to be, you know, prime because people get sleepy at 10. So, you know, there's just all these rules that we start to follow and we never stop to think or, like, is this right for me? Or there's cake or cookies at work that you, that just, too. you just have to eat because it looks so good, even though they're not hungry. Right. Or at night, they're they're going out with friends and they're having chips and salsa or for appetizers all the entire time. And then all of a sudden they crush beers and... Yeah. have burgers even though they're not hungry right or and it's like just... maybe you do those things but as long as you're yeah. present in the choice and yeah. realizing you know what tonight i am gonna do this like yeah. i am gonna eat some of this stuff and maybe i'm not hungry but you know what it's gonna be all good tomorrow yeah. i'm exactly. not gonna wake up and i'm not gonna do you know hours of cardio and deprive myself until accepting the... yeah it's like it's cool whatever you do be present in it enjoy it like move on all of it can be smoothed out like nothing is as big an emergency or like a um just an issue as we make it where it's like it doesn't need to have all these rules just make the choice be present in it and then move on to the next thing and it all evens out into this so letting letting everything go that that was the second you went you said i i have to let go of everything that i've instilled in my brain or made up or created in my brain of how you think you need to be to be successful. Yeah, it's just like, let it go. Just creating don't, more chaos. Totally. It's like, don't think so far ahead. That creates anxiety. And then if you're thinking too far behind into all the things you did, you know, at the during the beginning of the day that were bad, let it go. You're not going to change that. Be in this moment right here and make the next, you know, actually it's kind of cheesy, but when I watched Frozen 2, which we were just <laughs> talking about, um, she says like, do the next right thing. And that really is, is what it comes down to. Do the next right thing. Stop worrying about the thing you did before or the thing you're going to do five steps from now. Just do the next right thing right now. And that is the diet approach and intuitive eating in the way that I've come to understand it. So how do you make that shift going from what you always say the future is always anxiety it's is anxious yeah. thinking of the future and depression is thinking of the past and present is just pure happiness I <laughs> at think least to me it not, is not it does same. feel that but it feels way way different so how do you go from being like a certain way where you're always anxious or you're always worrisome or even like super type a people just mm-hmm. really think about that need type to of plan stuff. it need all plan out. All out yeah how do you go from that just switching gears to being present so i think first of all it takes a ton of practice and i think some personalities are much better at it than others and that's not like a knock i'm not saying oh because i can do it i'm this it's like no 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 one's personality is perfect for it it just you have to work with what you have to know yourself and be self-aware to realize like if you are that person that lives in the future and tries to control and needs to control every single thing about every meal and every this and every that like you have to know that you're that person or if you're the person that beats yourself up over what you did you know five steps backwards you have to know you're that person and when you're in that moment and you start having those thoughts that are taking you elsewhere anywhere else besides right here in this very moment you need to like take a breath and understand where that thought is coming from within you and stop and think about it and decide like is this something rational and should it be controlling me is this a real thing that's happening to me right now or is this something i'm creating or is it something that's 
long gone past and like I need to let it go because I'm never going to control like what already happened. So it's really just like acknowledging all those thoughts and with being hungry, um, it's also acknowledging Tyler said it in podcasts like past, uh, but it's basically with hunger also realizing hunger is not an emergency. No, you can be balanced with it. I'm not saying like you should learn to like starve or, you know, be super hungry, but it's realizing what hunger truly is. And hunger is mostly based on patterns that we have set with our body before. So if you're present in the moment and you're having like, I feel so hungry, oh gosh, and you're getting like super overwhelmed because your pattern of things is that you need to eat right that second if you feel that hungry feeling. Just know that is not stay ahead of real. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes that's not a real feeling. It's based on the fact that if you're starting a diet or if this, I know we're talking about intuitive eating, but it's like, say you want to maintain your weight. Realize if you follow every hunger cue, if you've been eating a lot in the past and eating very frequently, your body's going to tell you you need to keep continuing to do that. But realize if you keep continuing to do that, and if you were gaining weight before, you're going to keep gaining weight if you follow all those cues. So just really stop and acknowledge like the feelings that you're having and decide like, is this something I need to give weight to? Is it real in this moment? Or is it something I can like let go of and, you know, move past it? Well, and some people think too that if you are um, hungry, like if you're dieting, mm-hmm. you're hungry, people are scared to experience hunger. Right. So, so they're always don't. trying to stay ahead of it to where it's I just don't want to be hungry well you're going to be hungry in a deficit right you can't avoid it yeah Yeah. so if you're always scared that you're anxious about getting hungry yeah all the time then you're not really going to be able to get to intuitive eating it's true you have to like be patient with it and let it come to you naturally without trying to force it totally like so like if I if I'm at off and it's you know in the evening and I'm like laying on the couch and I'm just kind of watching a movie in my head I'm like I want to eat you know some food while I'm watching the movie I could you know say all of a sudden you know I'm really hungry now but um you know I could eat the food just without being hungry just because it's a, a, a habitual thing but I could create hunger yeah. because I'm thinking about you know I need to eat while I'm watching the movie mm-hmm. so I can create a lot of that that's not really real and it's true and even people eating around you can do that If others are eating, like we are as humans and as part of our like American culture, we are very like we're social creatures. So like if people are eating around you, chances are you're going to start eating. You're not even going to think like, am I really hungry or? Naturally, physiologically, things happen and change in your body. Like saliva starts to increase, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your smells, like if you're smelling food that smells good, all of a sudden you could be hungry. And some of it even um, goes back to like being babies because it's like with babies, like being a mom, you know, if a little baby is crying, there's only a few things that that boils down to. You're like, are you pooped, dude? No. Okay. Uh, is something sticking you? No. All right. You want to be held? No. Okay. Well, we're probably hungry then. So we're eating. So those cues, like sometimes a lot of cues as moms, like we develop a lot of those things habitually. And if you watch as a mom again, um, if you watch like parents with kids, whenever they're fussy or like something wrong happens or they're upset, a lot of times like our parents will like pacify us with food. It just becomes like a cultural habitual mm-hmm. thing. So like it's important when you're being present to acknowledge those things and realize like we have a lot of habits built up and none of them really have to do with like 
true hunger or what our body needs or like sometimes they do, but other times they don't. So like you just yes. acknowledge where it comes from. So really taking a step back and understanding yourself and being real with yourself, even if it hurts to know the truth. Totally. And what it is and being self-aware of who you are. Totally. Um, and it's like call it what it is. Yeah, exactly. And you have to call yourself out a little bit that as you're trying to understand yourself as to why you feel that way, you have to, again, you have to be open Mm -hmm. to accept that, um, those rules that you are creating are probably not real. No, they're like based on something else. And I think it's also really a thing that has helped me, I think, make all of this a mostly chill experience is just like realizing perfection isn't a real thing. We sometimes hold ourselves up to like this standard. It's like, we think we need to be perfect with everything. So like, if you overate or something, it's hard to admit it because you don't want to feel like, oh, I did that thing. Like that's so taboo to like overeat or it's whatever. It's hard to face the reality that you overate. Totally. But it's like, it is what it is. No one's perfect. Like yeah. everybody, it's all steps we take to like get to a better us by just acknowledging it and being like, yeah, I did that. I'm human. Exactly. Like we all are. You almost need, you absolutely need failure. To, to totally. improve. You How have can you to, know? You, you you won't know. That's like a weird yeah. debate where it's like, are you truly, this is a weird side thing, but it's like, are you really good if you have no potential to do bad? We yeah, all have the true. potential of both. So in order to become better, we have to have both options. You have to know the failure of what you did wrong and believe that there is a better, you know, to get there. So I think that is just an important thing to like remember. Interesting. I was actually yesterday, literally yesterday, I was watching a video of Kobe Bryant talking about something. It was a motivational video, but um, it was really interesting. When he was a kid, when he was 11 years old, he actually sucked as a basketball player. He played basketball for a whole season. He never made a basket, never scored nothing. He just absolutely sucked. And um, who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so at that point then, his dad later told him, he said, Son, I will love you if you score zero points or 60 points, That's no matter really cool. what. So he said that gave him a lot of relief to know that he could fail. Isn't that cool? And so as cool. soon as he knew that, he was like, all right, I'm going. So then that's when he started to step up his game and learn more and get better and better and improve. That's pretty cool. And so it was really, really cool just to understand that it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. It's okay to suck at stuff. You know, if you, excuse me, if you want to get better at it, you got to practice getting better at it. And that's all the habitual stuff that we've been talking about creating new habits and better habits for yourself. And I think that's like what people want. Whenever we talk to people, it's like they don't want to diet. It's painful. It's really painful. It stinks. Everyone's tired of it, like tired of gaining and losing and thinking about all this stuff. So really the, the goal and it's hard work, but like you can get there. You can learn to intuitively eat and maintain your weight and be balanced with all this stuff. Like it's extremely possible. Absolutely. That's the way I got there. And then the super fast ending to this is just, it's been really cool working with Tyler. So like I said, I never dieted when Tyler began coaching me. And the cool part is, is we've done preps every which way. Um, and I've actually like dieted intuitively, um, like even cut down into shows like intuitively with Tyler, just kind of guiding and because I'm able to be present even in that scenario of a goal with like some days I can push harder into this and other days like I'll eat more but it's all an intuitive process where I don't have set numbers and we've just like done it very wiggly with wiggly lines but gotten you know a good end result and is it optimal maybe not like could I 
could I have turned out better um, on stage solely by like him setting numbers and me following it to a T probably because we've done that many, many times and I looked awesome, but it was a whole new experience and I gained a lot of like faith in my abilities and also turned out pretty good and nobody would have known, oh, you did that intuitively because that looks really bad. It's like, nobody no, <laughs> he just wow. peaked me. And then that was the part that was more rigid and we did it like that. And we've reversed intuitively. And that's really cool to be able to have that skill and to know that like even at a higher level, uh, you know, it can be done. But it's all yeah. just experience and exactly. doing bad at it and doing good and practicing. So, okay, let's talk about the difference between tracking vigorously and intuitively. So where mentally. This is a good thing. So um, what that looks like when you're tracking so vigorous for a long time. And let's talk about differences of, uh, let's say preps. Okay. Mm -hmm. For, let's say for you, since you've done it that way, how were you mentally and psychologically, like when you went your hardest in a prep, Mm -hmm. um, uh, tracking vigorously, everything compared to intuitively, like how were you, like what, what happened during that time when you were, um, in the process? So like the distinct difference that I noticed for me between doing those two things, it sounds very strange, but this gave me a lot of insight as a coach once I've done both ways, because oddly enough, when I did it more intuitively, first of all, both ways are fun. I enjoy the process no matter what. I like the process way more than like the stage. So it's fun for me no matter what. Just like the aftermath after post. post so well. what happened that I noticed is both fun leading in during the show and post when I did intuitively, when I intuitively prepped, whatever happened at the show, I was like, that's cool. You know, I'm cool with it. Because like I, I didn't have as, I, it sounds odd, but there wasn't so many rules in place where I was so rigid that I gave up a lot of things in my, you know, everyday life, um, in order to get this end result. I was so flowy that it was like, whatever happened on stage was like, sweet. I look really good. I like how I look like this is a good outcome. Like I, you know, that season, like I did pretty well anyway, regardless. Um, but it was like, I'm cool with it, you know? And then when I've prepped really, really, really strictly, Um, and gotten like very, very lean, especially for a girl, it was a lot more mind blowing. This, the show wasn't as fun. The post show wasn't as fun. The outcome wasn't as fun because it was like, I gave up so much to look like that. And it was like a much more painful experience in general. And like, I looked awesome and don't get me wrong. Like it was still fun in general, but those are the two differences I notice. The rules and everything for me and my personalities, I'm so used to being intuitive, make kind of taint the whole process because it's like all those rules. Yeah, especially, was there any self-punishing or anything in there? It's very involved? rigid. Okay. So, oh, like if I get that for me, if I get that rigid, then yes, yeah. it can get very punishing because okay. I'm just like, if I work my brain up to that, I'm like, if I can do it, why am I not doing it? Yeah, and plus to anyone diets, they feel like they have to go hard. No matter what, right? But I never I mean, felt like that when I was doing it. Well, I mean, more. being rigid, being rigid and super strict. That's yeah, the I natural so. thought, like yeah. what we talked about before. Of, yeah. If you like get in that to, mindset. Yeah. Um, so like post-wise, um, how long did it take for you to kind of get out of that funk, you know, when, when you were really rigid? Uh, a while. A while? Okay. <laughs> Months. Because I had to undo all the rules that I had built from that prep doing it so strictly. Okay. Like... You know, 
And that's, I think, what it boils down to, why contest post-contest prep is hard for everybody. You have all these rules, and then there's this big letdown of, like, going back. And so I was just as successful reversing, and we did kind of reverse intuitively. Mm-hmm. Went back to intuition, because that's important for me, because that's, like, my home base of just going with what my heart says. So, like, I was just as successful in reversing. I didn't gain a lot of weight. I'm still, you know, a year later, like, up just a few pounds. Equally as successful, but felt incredibly unsuccessful. Internally, it's way different than what you see on the outside. Yes. Like, felt incredibly chaotic and unsuccessful. Where when I've done it more intuitively, with less rigid rules and things in place in my reverse, I've literally coasted off the stage and been like, boop, straight into reverse, never felt bad, like a day, just like no zero ramifications on like my overall mental health with that. That's interesting. So this kind of leads down the path of like not tracking or getting to that point where not tracking how important that is to Mm -hmm. not have to track forever. Super important. Um, We have clients too. uh, Even we go through this, like taking that break from tracking really important is once you do that it can kind of it can really help alleviate a lot of that just first step of just letting go of some of those rules i think it is really important the letting go elena just who's over here as i point to her but you can't see she like she made an important point that you know intuitive eating has many different phases and it doesn't look the same for everybody so for me and tyler it might be letting go of tracking entirely For others, the pathway there might be like just tracking on weekdays and not on weekends. And then we bridge to just calories or maybe you're just looking at protein or maybe you do that for a time and you're like, man, my recovery from lifting is rough. So I'm going to go back to lifting or back to tracking protein only. I've done that before where I'm like, oh man, I feel like my recovery is like sucky so I'm not tracking for many months and then I'm like geez I gotta do something so I take a look at my protein numbers only and just do that so like it can look so many different ways and it's so fluid to get there so one thing that's kind of related to this is if you let go of everything and stop everything cold turkey there's a lot of there's a lot it's really rough there's a lot of sense and control that's involved with this too Mm -hmm. that you've controlled a lot of variables leading into something like even not even just a show, but even just a goal, a diet mm-hmm. goal, where if you let it all go, it can be very, could be destructive. It depending can on the be personality. for a lot of people. This is like yeah. the self-awareness yeah. where you have to know how you are. Yeah. So like, like she's, like Leanne said, you can do different strategies of how you can do it. You can taper down slowly and, and start slow and then keep going from there. But if you're getting to the point sometimes where you're, everything's, you're not tracking anything. Sometimes people lose sight of their future goals where they kind of let everything go, where they're like, well, I'm, you know, I don't have any sense of control. So they kind of spiral out of control in some way. Um, where, like, that happened to me when I dieted uh, the first time ever and I gained 30 pounds in so wild. 10 days. I s- literally spiraled out of control. And, like, you, with that too, we should, it goes to say that it is way hard if you were to, like, try to intuitively eat straight out of a diet phase. And yes. that's why we emphasize reverse, reverse. dieting. That's, <laughs> like, that the bridge <laughs> that bridges the gap to all of this. So if, if you nail the diet, if you're good on the diet, you have to not think – you have to keep in mind that you are not done. That's not mm. diet. So if you want to diet for – if you need six months to lose – let's say you want to lose 50 pounds, that's kind of a lot of weight – in six months but if you got there in six months you can't think i'm just doing this for six months you have to think i'm doing this for 
probably a year. Yeah, or longer. Or longer. Like you have to, to learn like, to really yeah, do it. to really get freedom of uh, not um, eating or tracking and being basically what we talked about in the six phases of our. Um, yes. What is it? Our flexible remember. dieting. Yes. It's yeah the steps to <laughs> intuitive step to eating. Intuitive eating. Yeah. And it is so important that you take the steps because. Um, like in Tyler's case where he, it's a very extreme example, but like where he gained 30 pounds for him, or maybe even for somebody that's lost like 50 pounds, you have to realize the process of intuitive eating is going to get very clouded because we are actually in a physiological state where your brain and body will work against you. Yes. Because if you're to a point where you're lean in a way that you, your body's not accustomed to, your body is going to want to make you fat. We are not designed to be lean and look cool. You're designed to survive. So your brain is going to send you every type of mixed signal making intuitive eating way hard. That's so, some crazy shit to you. Yeah. So That's like crazy stuff. It's just so important to take it in steps and to know that there is no one right, right way to get there, that it can look many different ways. But I truly believe that reverse dieting and learning to be present is huge self-awareness. So I think um, working with a coach is very valuable yeah, with something like this too. Really big. Where um, even dieting down, you know, in the reverse part, because that's the hardest part of the entire process it's is reverse. So much, yeah, so much harder for people. So much harder. And um, we, we see, that's where, when we see people kind of fall off, and that's where, like, the, the, the area or time that it happens the most when it, it, really when it does. Because when you lose sight of the goal, it's really, you lose sight of everything else. We're so else. not used to it. We don't think, like okay, my next goal is to like keep this weight off. Yeah. So create even like small goals to, to help maintain that. And I wouldn't focus on straight motivation either because no, you're, it's just a feeling it's so short term. You can't yeah. like, you have to really focus on the present, like what Leanne was saying. And, and that's why a coach too can like plant those seeds of like post-show, we're going to work or post your big goal or whatever it is. If you work with a coach, it's like they can help you. You can't, see what you've never ever pictured before so just having somebody lay the steps for your brain of like after this we're going to start thinking of this you you're seeing something your brain literally like cannot create on its own yeah you can't and it pulls you to that next vision of like okay i can get there i can see it okay i can get there i can see it it's like we can't go where our brains have never seen you need something there to visualize it you know and with the reverse dieting part of it uh if slowly increasing foods again if you haven't listened to our previous episode we touch on it a little bit we actually might do a whole episode on just reverse dieting alone but if you nail the increasing food and kind of doing the metabolic rebuilding after you diet if you do that solidly for a good few weeks to maybe a month or tops two two, if you nail that you are like good Mm -hmm. you're golden you're gonna be like awesome you'll maintain your weight why why like why is i think i think i think because a lot of it is psychological where they are in a good place where they can handle the increase um where they have a good grip on they're not so um rigid to where they feel like they have to do this they're doing it because they truly want to um be kind of healthy long term or um because it it there's no like super strict goal. Um, it's hard to explain. So they, they just mentally are at a better place. They're more at peace with what they're doing in the process. They're enjoying the process a lot more and having fun with it. That's cool. It's, um, I feel that 
those who don't really have a lot of complications during the dieting process, like complications like, uh, I mean, people have struggles, don't get me wrong, but the ones that are pretty consistent for the most part, like at least 95% of the time they're consistent. Those are the ones that are really do well with the reverse coming out and mentally they're just in a good spot. They're on it. They're on it. Yeah. And they might have like, even those people might have some physiological struggles where your body isn't, especially women, I will say like we might be a special case because our bodies don't want to be lean like that. So it's like, even if you are in a great place dieting, you're pumped all the way into your goal, you get there, it's post-show, like there will be some struggles and know it or post-goal, I should just say show. But there will be some struggles physiologically because your body and your hormones and everything are kind of out of whack. But like Tyler's saying, I even think those women that are able to adhere to the reverse for like a solid month or two are like out of the woods in terms of like a danger zone of, you know. And then that puts you in a great spot to learn intuitive eating. Yeah, the chances are much higher for you to maintain uh, the goal and your weight much, much longer. Yes. Um, that way you're avoiding the extremes. Totally. So it's it's tough. It's a big struggle. You're going to struggle. It just matters. It takes practice. How much. It's practice. That's what it is. And being true to yourself. Practicing it day in and day out. And um, not expecting perfection. Because it's like exactly. everything, with especially with fitness, is geared towards like being perfect. With exactly. Anything. It's like this isn't a perfect process. Exactly. And spot checking yourself every once in a while. You know, maybe still, we talked about the scale a few episodes ago weighing yourself every once in a while yeah, just to kind of spot check where you're at to see because then um then you can kind of gauge like okay i'm still i'm eating intuitively i can you know i weigh still the same like awesome that's a yeah. great that's always a cool thing yeah exactly so and plus you understand yourself more like if you go out like you said if you go out at night and you're going out with friends you know naturally you're probably going to gain a little bit and that's okay it's just not an emergency not an emergency <laughs> but importantly just <clears throat> accept it yeah. what you're doing whatever it is and you're doing. you'll know naturally what to do the next day by not overdoing it mm-hmm. and i actually think like intuitive eating can be a really sweet spot for progress because like that in terms of changing your physique everyone skips over this we'll talk about this again later but like intuitive eating can be a great place to change your physique because you're not like bulking or you know, into a surplus or a surplus of calories so hard that you're rapidly gaining weight, but you're also not losing weight. So you're in a great spot if you keep lifting and keep all your habits in play that you had in terms of exercise to actually create a lot of change to your physique because your body's like, cool, we're in a sweet, happy spot. We can put on muscle, we get stronger, like you can make great changes. And you can also, again, like um, just on a dime, if you're in a good spot, you can start tracking for a couple of weeks just to like, if you want to maybe cut, you know, come down a couple pounds or even like put on some weight or, mm-hmm. um, there's just a lot of things you can do with it. Once you're at that point, like you'll just know how to do it quickly, yeah. easy without any, um, it's like stress chaos. free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chaos. Let's avoid the chaos. The chaos is just makes your mind full of what was the meme you showed me the other yesterday? What was <laughs> the it? The airplanes? Yes. No? Airplanes. The meme that said, turn your worries into airplanes and make them flying fucks. Yes, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) Sorry for the swear, but it's good. (laughs) That's that's it for um, intuitive eating. We, I mean, we could talk all day about this. It's pretty interesting stuff. And um, I've learned a lot with Leanne explaining a lot of this to me. And I never really understood or even thought of it as a thing until Leanne um, 
brought it to my attention. And I've learned a lot more about it too, just by process of working with a coach and coaching myself and just like bouncing things off each other. And, and it's a cool thing. Cause it's like, we can teach others to do it. And maybe it, we might not know the exact steps for them because their brain is different than ours, but we understand like the path and how we both got there. The empathy and behind it too. Yeah. Just you know, knowing the, like, yeah, I feel that I've yeah. felt that before you exactly. can do it. Like you can get there. <laughs> exactly. And that, um, and being able to coach others and do that with people just figuring out and seeing different personalities and how they are to it learned a, yeah, how they a, navigate a lot. It. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned so learned much. so much from that and that cool. helps us uh, be better coaches as well. Very cool. So we appreciate you guys listening. If you guys want to subscribe, we would love to um, have you guys, uh, you know, hear more of our stuff. Um, if you want, you could follow us at the Flexible Dieting on Instagram, and also Leanne Boom goes to Dynamite Twenty, and me is always complicated. <laughs> you underscore fit underscore my underscore macros underscore so underscore I. Yes, you fit and my macros. It's amazing so I. <laughs> because when he likes your picture, you'll see. You fit my macro, so I liked your picture. Yeah. <laughs> that was Leanne's idea, by the way. Um, I took Probably it from her. all the underscores. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Cool. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on MacroHack Radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the Flexible Dieting, at Nam's Cert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>